I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And a good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to this edition of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. This is an open line show today on this special day of the big game. And Dr. David Hilden, your host, has been, uh, you to say the least, you folks in the health business have been pretty busy there at the hospital. It's been a really busy week, uh, and not just because of football games and the like. Welcome to everybody to yeah. the Twin Cities if you're visiting. This is our health uh, health and wellness show called Healthy Matters. Um, we're going to do an open line show today, so we'll take your calls, texts, and tweets. But it has been a really busy week at the hospital. Um, I'm working every day. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the Minneapolis geography, HCMC is located across the street from U.S. Bank Stadium. So I literally have been watching – I look at that big video – that big video board that's right oh, outside yeah. the stadium. I'm just looking right at that. And there's a lot of action going on at the stadium. And our hospital, I'm really kind of proud of the gang at our hospital, the gang, my coworkers. Sure. Because we're, our operations have been going really, really smoothly. Even though we've seen an influx of people who have uh, maybe imbibed a little bit too much. Um, we've seen a little bit more, more of that. We've seen an influx of influenza, of course. This is just an awful year for flu. I guess. And I've seen um, several people, just me alone, um, who breaking bones on the ice. And so we've had uh, just an influx of people and things are going quite well. Um, we're open for business. It's going to be a great day. Um, whoever wins that big football yeah. game today. I think I may be, I, know, I won't even say who I want it to. I want the Vikings mm. to win, but I, I think that that's less <laughs> likely. I should probably yeah. take my bets off the Vikings. But, folks, I, I, I maybe we shouldn't be surprised whether they're out-of-towners or the, the, the locals. Uh, they don't care so much about the weather. It doesn't bother them. It they're doesn't seem there. to. No, I, I actually, because I work downtown, and uh, two nights ago I left the hospital about 7 p.m., and I walked the six or seven blocks to uh, Nicollet Mall to the Super Bowl Live, and there's – Thousands and thousands of people walking around outside, carrying on, having a good time. Um, Eagles fans, Patriots fans, and then a lot of Vikings fans. And, and everyone's just having a good time. There were cross-country skiers right on Nicollet Mall. There's ice sculptures, folks yeah. having a beer while walking around. And the whole thing's going on. It's about nine degrees. Yeah. And there's yeah. no melting of the ice. Uh, oh. no. no, the ice looks <laughs> – all the ice sculptures are great. And you do have to – I like the moniker that they've given to the our place, the the north, and the, even better, the bold north. The bold north. north. The bold north. Yeah. It actually fits. Last night then, I went out onto Lake of the Isles with my parents. My folks are troopers. You know, they're not 25 years old anymore. You know, they're young, but they're not the you – yeah. anyways, we're out there on Lake of the Isles at the Luminary Lopet event and with, with about – 10,000 other people walking out on the ice of the lake amidst the luminaries and the ice sculptures. And it's kind of a little bit cold out there. And I just can't believe it. All the, the people from around here, they just kind of embrace the winter. It is yeah, the bold. It's a good North. way of putting it. You might as well do it. You might as well get yeah. out there because, you know, it keeps you in shape. It builds character. But but off the air, honestly, uh, you were talking about and uh, we were talking about too uh, here in the studio about uh, slippery, how slippery it's been. That's where all these – Accidents come. Yeah, falls. Exactly. That's the one thing that um, whether you're from here or elsewhere, uh, 
you might forget um, the ice is slippery and it's relatively unforgiving when your noggin hits it or when your kneecap hits it. So I have had um, in the last 48 hours several patients get admitted to the hospital with various cracks and fractures in their bones. Seems to be a little bit of a run on ankles and kneecaps this weekend um, and a couple of heads. I mean people have hit their head. Yeah. You know, and so – the, the good folks in the emergency department are doing their expert job at uh, suturing people up and setting the bones and my colleagues in the orthopedic surgery department were <laughs> – they were keeping the operating rooms busy yesterday, uh, putting various pins and screws and plates in people. So stay uh, aware out there. It is a little bit slippery on the ice and yeah. um, sometimes you can't see it coming because – the, you know, it, it's not. It's um, you know that black ice, and there's you, you're just walking on the sidewalk, and there's a layer of snow, and you don't see that there's ice under it, and then the, when you do see it, next thing you know, you're fraction the, of a second, a fraction of oh. a second, you're on the ground. Let, Great to live here, though. It is love it. <laughs> love living six, here. Six five one. You know, work for the Chamber of Commerce. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Send a text if that's easier. Your health questions. Get some free advice from the doctor. The text number eight one. Eight zero seven eight one eight zero seven, and you would always say if you want to tweet, if you want to tweet me, do that. I've got my all the rest of this is on the technology of the radio station, but the tweets literally on my phone. So you know, if I can figure out how to work it, tweet me. the The handle is dr david hilden, which happens to be my initials dr, but it actually I think is supposed to stand for doctor, probably. So dr david hilden, all one word. Put the hashtag Healthy Matters if you would, um, and I will um, be more apt to see it, and I can answer your questions that way as well, either by phone or by text or even by tweet. I do get a lot, and as we line up calls, I do mm-hmm. want to talk a little about a little bit about influenza because yes. it is. I've been um, talking to a lot of people about influenza. And uh, there's just so many questions out there, and just a couple of um, comments from you know from the hospital. This is perhaps the worst influenza season I've seen in several years. Certainly, it's as bad as the 2014, 2015, just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That was a bad year, but this one rivals the 20. Well, I want to say 09 when we sort of erroneously called it the swine flu. Oh yeah, it's the that was the H1N1 flu. Had you don't, we didn't have to blame pigs, but. <clears throat> Um, that was a bad year. This year rivals that. And it seems to be a particularly rough year for kids. And um, that's a really, uh, really tragic portion of flu is that children are um, hit pretty hard as well as older adults. And nationwide, many dozens of children have died of that. And so if you imagine, you know, it's a whole school bus full or two school buses full of kids who have died this year, um, we would be um, – it would raise our, our attention if that happened by any other means. But but we should know that the, each one of these kids has a name and a face and a family. Yes. And, 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 and so it's just tragic. And, and it is – there are things we can do to stay safer and most people are doing them. I find that most people are. The first is always to get your flu shot. And, and I hear endlessly from people about how the flu shot's not very effective this year and it's only 10 percent. It's only 30 percent. And we can kind of quibble about how effective it is. And yes, it, it is the truth that the flu vaccine this year was not a good match for the H3N3. Um, it wasn't doing – it's not quite as effective as we would hope. On the other hand, when half a million or 600 or 700,000 people are going to get the flu today or this year, this year, it would – those – that influenza vaccine is effective enough. Even a small effectiveness range means many, many thousands of people 
will not get the flu this year because of the vaccine. So it's better than nothing. You should get it anyways. It's not even too late yet, but you should be getting it soon if you have it. And then the other things, wash your hands, um, sneeze into your elbow or into a tissue, cough into your elbow or into a tissue. And maybe the most important thing is if you're otherwise healthy and you have a, the flu and, and you're breathing okay and you're, you're otherwise doing reasonably well, just stay home. Stay home, yeah. You don't, you don't have to go in for um, – take your child in who's really ill. If you're an older adult, you maybe want to go in. But if you're just an otherwise – you got your teenager or you're an otherwise healthy adult of, of any age and you're doing okay, just stay home. Yeah. That's the best thing to do. You, you use the word tragic as far as uh, the, the children, the deaths. And I, I heard just yesterday, and I don't know if this is true or not, but over 80% of those children who, who, who passed did not have a shot. Yeah, that is the, that is the truth. The majority did not. Um, and so it's still a good thing. Even if you get the flu with it with, after you got the shot, yeah. it's likely to be less um, severe, right? less severe. And, so, and by getting the flu shot, you are protecting the community. It's not all about protecting yourself. Yeah. It does protect yourself a little bit, but it protects the community because so many of us get vaccinated that we're less likely to pass it on to others. That's the real message that we sometimes forget to say. It's about, um, it's about protecting the community. All right, let's go to the phones. There's a line open if you want to use that to ask the doctor your question, 651-989-9226, or send a text, and we have some of those too. 81807. Connie has been waiting there in Burnsville with a question. Go ahead, Connie. Thank you. Good morning. We've just been diagnosed with two grandsons, which are 12 years old, with advanced Crohn's disease. What are they going to be facing in the future? Great question, um, Connie. Crohn's disease is one of the the two big types of inflammatory bowel disease, the other being ulcerative colitis. Crohn's disease is an inflammatory condition. Um, we're not exactly clear why we get it. Um, it's probably what doctors tend to call autoimmune diseases, meaning in your own body's kind of, your immune system has gone a little bit haywire. And um, it is a chronic disease that has flare-ups. So they might be doing fine for a month or a year or five years. You could have a great period of time when you're doing fine and then it flares up and you get loose stools, you get abdominal pain, sometimes blood in your stools. Crohn's disease can get more advanced over the decades and it can cause uh, other complications um, in your intestinal tract. It can, it can also, um, it can affect everything from your mouth all the way down to your rear end. Your entirety of your digestive tract can be affected with Crohn's disease. That's to be distinguished from the other inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, which is usually only in your colon. Um, but here's the, that's all the, the kind of the downer side of Crohn's disease, um, this chronic disease that causes gastrointestinal problems. The good news is, is that there's lots of really good treatments now. This was not the case when I was in medical school. You know, a couple decades ago in the late 90s, we gave everybody anti-inflammatories. We gave them steroids. We gave them, we did our best with methotrexate, which is still a pretty good one. Methotrexate is. But now there's also all these biologic medications. Usually they end in the letters AB for antibody. Um, and those medications are game changers for people with some of these illnesses, including Crohn's disease. So there is more room for optimism with the 12-year-olds with Crohn's disease now than there ever has been. Um, so the, the key, though, Connie, is to get a, a gastroenterologist who knows about inflammatory bowel disease. Um, don't, the, the, I, I, as a primary care doctor, might get the ball rolling on the treatment of Crohn's disease or on the diagnosis of it. But this one, then I would hand off 
to use the football analogy, <laughs> I would hand it off to a gastroenterologist and lots of good treatments um, for, the, for those kids. Good. Good news. Doctor, we have to uh, take a bit of a break here. We have more show to come. Now, if you do have a health question, it is an open line show today. So get on the phone at 651-989-9226. You're driving the show today. Or send a text if that's easier, 81807. Right now in the Twin Cities, it's in a minus three. We're going for five above for a high today, and we should see some sunshine later today. Here on 830 WCCO. Right now in the Twin Cities, partly cloudy, three below zero is our current Twin City temperature rating. We're in the midst, if you've just joined us, on our open line show on Healthy Matters. If you have a health question for Dr. David Hilden, now's your choice or your chance. You make a choice either by phone or by text, 651-989-9226. And there is a line open if you want to use it. Or send the doctor your text, 81807. We have a bunch of those. We do have a bunch of texts. Why don't I hit those while we line up more phone calls? I'll... um. I'll start with this one. It was about, um, there's a couple of them about my earlier comments about falling on the ice. Um, here's one that says, I fell on the ice, have a deep bruise on my hip, hit my head, was checked by a doctor, it's okay. What is the average time for the pain to be gone from the bruises? Another texter says, thanks for talking about the ice, living downtown, it's a big deal, and I'm getting older. So the first one, I can't really say how long you're going to have pain from your bruises um, when you fell. Because it's uh, unclear. Well, it depends on what how severe it was. I have a friend who fell right on her on her um, uh, rear end and had tailbone pain. I knew a person who had that tailbone pain lasted for a long time, many many days, even a week or two or three. Um, if you hit your um, arm and you have a little bruise in there, it might not be so bad. So usually, a few days, the swelling should start to go down. And uh, by a week or two or three, the bruises should start to resolve. As many people know, if you had a bruise, often, or the medical term is a contusion, often the bruise looks worse before it looks better. So when you first get it, you get this mark, and then it gets really black, and then it turns all shades of purple and green and has all those other colors in it. That's from the blood molecules breaking down, and that is entirely normal. So your bruise might look worse before it's better. The thing I do want to tell people, if you hit your head on the ice, uh, that is um, a little bit more dangerous because of concussions. And if you're having any trouble with ongoing headaches or certainly vision problems uh, or or just no, any other problems with your thinking, you just feel like you're not thinking quite clearly or maybe your loved one notices that you're not thinking quite clearly – that's something that you might want to have looked at, particularly by a traumatic brain injury specialist, because even if it's a mild concussion, that's good to be on top of that and to uh, um, have that checked out. So that's the one thing I would say. If you fall on the ice and you hit your head, that's a little bigger deal. And then it, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, should, I, should I see a doctor? I bruised my knee or I bruised my ankle and it's swollen. If you can't bear weight on one of your limbs, your ankle, your foot – your knee is not – it's just really hurting you Eat just to walk you, and, and you've had a recent fall. Uh, that, that's when I would go be seen because that could be a, a, a minor fracture in there. I had a couple of those like I was saying at the top of the hour. I, was, uh, I had a couple of those uh, just this past weekend where people came in and they had knee pain and swelling. It wasn't real bad but 
we got him in there and their kneecap was kind of crushed a little mm. bit. So may, you might want to come in if you're having pain that's making walking difficult. 651-989-9226. Send a text if you like, 81807. Keep in mind we're going to be around uh, till just about 830 this morning. So if you didn't get in this half hour, you'll have time to call or send a text next half hour. Let's go back to the phones, doctor. Lenny is calling from Minneapolis. Lenny, you're on CCO with the doctor. Yes. I'd like to preface this by saying I've been to a urologist. I am an 80-year-old male. And I'm unable to urinate. I have to use a catheter. What causes it? And you've been to a urologist, Lenny, huh? Yes, two, twice. Mm-hmm. Well, you're, 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 that's going to try to stump me if you've already seen the yeah. specialist. Yeah. Well, let me tell you the possibilities. <clears throat> and then um, I don't know exactly what it is with you. But um, men and women, when you can't pee, it's often different. If you're, you know, I'm getting kind of casual here. When you can't urinate, it's um, there are different ones. In men, by far, the most common causes are enlarged prostate that is not cancer. That's the number one cause by far. Number two cause is is perhaps an enlarged prostate that is cancer. That's less common, but it's a very common cancer in men. Other problems: you can have um, kidney stones that get that obstruct your ureter. You can have medications that make it difficult to urinate. So let's just say you have a prostate that's a little bit enlarged and it's making urination go a little slow. Not stopped, but just a little slow. There's a whole lot of men out there that can relate to that. Your your urinary stream just isn't as strong as it used to be or it dribbles a little bit here and there. You know, here's a good Minnesota reference for, for, for men. You know, if you can't write your name in the snow, you know, that, you know, you might know what I'm talking about. That means your urinary stream is slow. So let's say that's you. And then you take a medication on top of that. Many medications for other causes, um, pain medicines or heart medicines or something, they, they are sort of the straw that broke the camel's back and that slow urinary stream just shuts down. So those are some possibilities. So your prostate, number one, medications, um, cancers can do it. Um, those are the main causes in men. Now, if you're having to um, uh, use a catheter to do it, I, I would for sure say what Lenny has already done. You have to go to a urologist. They have to take a look in there. They can put a camera in there in your bladder and see if there's any cancers in there, see if there's any infection, see if there's any scarring that is uh, – um, not allowing the urine to come out because after all, that's what urination is, a plumbing problem. And then there's always the thing that's further north in your body, your kidneys. You should, If you still can't figure it out, you should go and see if your kidneys are having any troubles. All that applies to men. Women, you don't have a prostate. So, so it's not your prostate, um, but there would be other causes in women. I don't know, Lenny. You've been to a urologist. I'm yeah. not sure why that would be, um, uh, but hopefully they're able to figure something out for you. I should say. Uh, Doctor, we have less than a minute to go here, but again, we have another half hour of the show to go. So if you did not get in this half hour, call us six five. And those folks on the line, stay there now. Don't lose your place. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Or again, if it's easier for you, you can send a text eight one eight zero seven. And just to note, just a hint about next week's show, Doctor. Uh, important couple of topics: depression. And SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. Yep, we've been doing a lot of open line shows, kind of intentionally as of late. We're getting back into some topical shows. Next week, my good friend and colleague, Dr. Eduardo Colon, one of the best psychiatries in town, is going to talk about depression. That'll be next week. But today, it's an open line show. Right now on CCO, we have a partly cloudy sky. We're at three below zero. 
And with the sunshine returning, five above will be the high later today. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome to Healthy Matters, presented by Hennepin County Medical Center, a network of neighborhood clinics, specialty centers, hospital, and Minnesota's Level 1 Adult and Pediatric Trauma Center. Please remember we can only give general medical advice during the program, and every case is unique. We urge you to consult with your personal physician if you have health concerns. Now, here's Denny Law with your host, Dr. David Hilden. Internal Medicine Physician with Hennepin County Medical Center with more Healthy Matters. Hey, good morning. Welcome to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters. On this uh, Sunday morning, we have six below zero, Dr. Hilden, and I would imagine at the hospital you may see a little a few cases of frostbite. Six below? Yeah. Boy, that's pretty chilly. It is. It is. But we I think I think it. in Minnesota that qualifies as chilly, now, chilly. doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. fresh. fresh. It's fresh. It's crisp outside. <laughs> yes, indeed, Danny. We uh, um, for those of you who are just tuning in, maybe aren't familiar. I work at HCMC here in downtown Minneapolis. Um, and uh, if you are new to town, if you're listening uh, from visiting from elsewhere, coming to see a, a football game this afternoon, welcome to the Twin Cities. Um, uh, and I hope you stay safe. It's cold. It's not chilly. Even I'll say it. It's cold. And and for those folks that are around town, Hennepin has a lot of clinics if you need some help. Seriously. Thanks, Danny. You yeah. are absolutely right. We got clinics all over the western metro in Hennepin uh, in the system. We're out in Golden Valley. We're in Brooklyn Park. We're in Richfield. We're in South Minneapolis at Whittier. And we're at East Lake and in St. Anthony. Um, I'm naming just a few of them. Our biggest one is in downtown Minneapolis, um, opening on March 26th, our new clinic and specialty center. But, uh, you might want to just mark your calendars for this one, March 17th on Saturday. There will be a public open house at our new clinic for anyone who wants to come see it. I have been over at our new clinic's building, the CSE on 8th and Park. And they've hung some beautiful artwork in there. There's a glass um, piece of art that, that, that is patterned after the Mississippi River that is four stories high. It's just gorgeous. You're going to love this building, but it's more than a building. It is the folks who work there. It's has, it has a same-day surgery center. It has eye clinic, dentistry clinic um, brought to us by Delta Dental. Um, it's got primary care for adults and kids. It has the, a new breast can, um, care center. It's going to be the, the most – patient-friendly mammography and breast cancer screening center that I know of. This is all going to be opening on March 26th here in downtown Minneapolis. If you want more information about that, it's at clinicbuilding.org. That's literally the word, clinicbuilding.org. Go check it out. And also, I haven't mentioned today, check me out at myhealthymatters.org. That is the website associated with this show. I'm going to put up another post today or tomorrow to answer some text questions that I didn't get to in previous shows. As many of you know, you send text messages in. I don't, you're probably sitting at home thinking, well, how come he didn't answer mine? Well, there's about 10 times as many text messages that come in than I'm able to answer. We just, uh, I can't get to them all. So sometimes I put them on the blog site. And so go to myhealthymatters.org, check in every now and then, and um, you, maybe I will have answered yours there in addition to listening to podcasts and doing other things. But you did mention, Denny, about the yeah. cold weather. We are seeing people in the hospital. It is, there is frostbite. 
There are people slipping on the ice, so take care out there. But please know that if you need our help, even though there's a big game in town, even though we're right across the street from the Super Bowl, the, the hospital is open, the clinics are running normally, and the good nurses and um, other staff and doctors at HCMC are ready to care for you should you need our help. Very good. Some folks on the line need our help. Let's uh, get to it. Let's see who's been waiting. Kay is waiting there in New Ulm. Kay, you're on CCO with the doctor. I had a biopsy done on a spot um, right under my eye next to the nose, and it came back squamous cell carcinoma. Um, they are suggesting mold surgery, which I know all about it. And I am 81 years of age, and I've had this spot for years and years. If it were to metastasize, wouldn't have it done along that a long time ago? Because I'm almost tempted not to do anything. That's an interesting question, Kay, um, and thank you for your call. Yes, you bring up a good point. Um, squamous cell carcinoma is one of uh, a type of skin cancer. I often call it, you know, the sort of the middle one. Uh, the 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 one that does not tend to spread very much is a basal cell carcinoma. The one that spreads a lot and is the really rough one, the bad one, is melanoma. And then squamous cell carcinoma somewhere in the middle. It can spread. Um, it can. That That is a cancer that can go elsewhere. But as you bring up, well, yours hasn't yet and you've had it a long time, so why mess with it? Um, I guess my response to that, I think I would have it taken out okay? because it can and it certainly is not going to get better just on your nose. It's, uh, you know, it, it's going to continue to grow, albeit maybe slowly in your case. And you're 81 years old, but that's not that old anymore. Um, you True. Know, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, maybe we can say it's old, but it's, you're not 21, but you might have a couple decades left. And, and, uh, any type of cancer messing around in your body is never pleasant. Um, so I think, you know, the most surgery is, I think reasonable to do, um, but 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 your points are well taken. It hasn't spread yet. What's the point? You know, I've been living with this spot on my nose, so I think um, I, I appreciate your points. I think I would do it anyway. Um, okay, it, it does have the potential. It is a cancer. It will not go away. So I think I'd probably have it taken out. All right. Thank you, Kay. Let's see who's next. Uh, Jim is calling from Isati with a question. Go ahead, Jim. Good morning, everybody. Say, I'd like to speak a little bit about the weather. You know. Now, this kind of weather is is one my friends that have, and relatives that have moved down south call me up and say, how's the weather today? And then I have to remind them about how, well, the Minnesota weather separates the men and, and ladies from the boys and the girls. But I've had my uh, fun this summer calling them because of all the floods and fires and droughts, and, and it's my turn now to say, well, you know, this Minnesota weather doesn't look quite so bad anymore. Oh, not in Jim, comparison. you're my favorite. You're, yeah. You know, that's a Minnesotan for you. You are absolutely right. This is the best it's, place to live. That's true, too, though. This summer, you know, all the bad weather going on around us, you know. That's true. Jim, what, what we're is sit- your... Yeah, we're sitting pretty. Yeah, we yeah. are. Nice oh, comparison. Yeah. Now, what's your uh, health I, question? I hope that makes uh, everybody feel a little better. Anyway. Yes. Okay, I got a deal. About a week ago, I was... Uh, working on my bathtub because it was a slow drain. I saw gonna rotor rooter it out, you know. And I, I'm on my knees on the side of the tub and I'm leaning against it, and I didn't think I was putting that much pressure. But all of a sudden, I, I kind of heard something or felt something. It happened so fast. I I don't know. I, it's it was just a movement there. It seemed like and that, and a little noise. That, 
and it's been so sore ever since. It was just it didn't get a lump there or anything, but it's just painful all the time. I can't have a hard time sleeping yet. You know, a week later, you know. Jim, where yeah. is it? What? Where was the the pain? What right, part of your body? Right on my side of my about halfway up my body. You know. On the side of your, like, side. belly? Yeah, and I was leaning against the tub, you know, as I was working on the faucet. Yeah. Okay, so a there. couple of things, a couple of possibilities, Jim, and you know, thanks for your call. Um, it could be um, you tore something, uh, the muscles. Um, most likely you just strained something um, uh, there in your abdominal obliques or those lateral muscles of your lower back. That's, a, that's the most likely since it happened while you were working and moving your body. It is possible you had a hernia, especially since you said it was sort of a snap with some pain. You could have had um, something in your abdominal wall kind of tear and herniate. That's a possibility. Those are relatively common as well. Particularly, again, since you were working and, and doing some plumbing work, those are the two things that come to mind, a torn or a strained muscle or a hernia. I think it's highly unlikely that it's anything, any organ. Your, your body's organs are just uniquely protected in there. And so, uh, you know, short of a big trauma, car accident, falls, you know, getting kicked by a mule, um, your, your, the organs in your belly are pretty good. It isn't like your intestines spontaneously ruptured. Nothing happened with your kidneys. The only thing that, that I can think of that's internal that it could have been is perhaps you dislodged a kidney stone. You know, stones are working their way through there, and that would hurt like a big dog, as they say. That would hurt a whole lot. But it wouldn't usually be with movement like that, but it's at least possible much more likely to be muscular or hernia. If it doesn't go away, have a doctor do an exam. They can tell you if you have a hernia. And other than that, I would do just gentle kind of stretching, gentle use of your body, and hopefully that gets better. Maybe take an ibuprofen. That would help probably. Very good, Jim. Thank you. Uh, Let's see. We're going to get some text messages answered too in a moment. But Catherine is calling from Blaine with a question. Good morning, Catherine. Good morning, guys. Um, Thank you for taking my call. I have a question about uh, if you had my son-in-law went in, he had the flu, and he had to have an IV because uh, his temperature was so high. Anyway, what ended up is that he he got a blood clot from where the IV was put in. I, I wanted to ask, what is the prevalence, or is, have you heard of that happening, or how does that happen, may yeah. I ask? Great question, Catherine. Yes, common. And no, it's not too dangerous. So the, there's a, when we think of blood clots in our veins, the ones that we're worried about, the ones that you see advertised on TV, they say DVT. That stands for deep venous thrombosis. Thrombosis is a, is the clot. V is the vein and deep is the key. It's in a deep, big vein in your body. Those are dangerous. When they put an IV in your arm, your hand or your elbow, or if it's even if it's in your leg, that's in a very superficial, not deep vein. They all the it's just a little teeny needle with a little teeny one inch long catheter, and often you can get a little drop of blood or two that forms a blood, and then that stagnates in there and it forms a blood clot. Those veins are not dangerous if they have a clot in them. It will go away. Um, they'll, it'll just dissolve itself. It'll get reabsorbed into your body and you're doing fine. They can get kind of inflamed and sore. So that blood clot around that in your hand or your elbow or wherever it is in your arm, that can get kind of red and sore and inflamed. That's a condition called thrombophlebitis. Um, and that's a, an inflammation of the blood vessel because it's irritated that it's got that blood clot in there. That usually just takes warm washcloths, um, 
and uh, maybe some uh, 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 anti-inflammatories like Advil or Motrin, and that gets better too. So you don't have to worry about it. It is relatively common. It's with all the zillions of IVs that get put in people's arms, they're very safe, but they do have these little local complications. So it's not generally something to worry about. It's a, and, and it's to be distinguished from a deep vein thrombosis. That's the key point there. Okay. Doctor, we have to take a quick break. We'll uh, be back with uh, more. Uh, your calls, your text messages, we'll pick up on both when we uh, come back. few clouds. Do see the sunshine out there right now. In, a, in the Twin Cities officially, it's six degrees below zero. We'll be back. And good morning. Welcome back to this portion of Hennepin County Medical Center's Healthy Matters here on a Sunday morning, day of the big game. Dr. Hilden, we're doing an open line show, as you know, and our listeners know. We've got the callers. We have textures. As, uh, do you want to grab uh, I'll do a, text? a couple of sure. texts, uh, um, messages. I'll try to be fast. Um, here's one that says, tell the good doctor that it's a dry cold here in the bold north. Thank you, texter. It is indeed a dry cold. Yes. It's, it's God's country up here. Here's another one um, that says, I have had many surgeries and noticed that my memory gets worse after each one. Could it be the anesthesia? It's a permanent, not short term. My, my, this is not my area of expertise, so that's a caveat, but I don't think so. I don't think there is a long-term permanent sequelae of anesthesia for your memory. It's far more likely to be something else, like a progressive dementia. However, when you do have anesthesia, it does make it worse in the short term. I mean, people come out goofy as I'll get out. And so I could be wrong on that one. Let me just point out I could be wrong. I could be wrong about anything I say on the show, but, but I, but I'm not, that's not my area of expertise, but I don't think so. There are two or three text messages that I won't read, but I'll paraphrase about stem cells and osteoarthritis. A lot of talk about that. A lot of talk about stem cells and in, um, into your knees or your hips for degenerative joint disease. And let me just say that it is an unproven therapy, but as um, but I'm hopeful that stem cells might be a good treatment for that in the future. What osteoarthritis is is a wear and, wear and tear of the cartilage in your knee or whatever the joint is. And stem cells might be the first treatment we've ever really had that could help regenerate that. So I'm hopeful. There is some promising science about stem cells. It's just not yet proven. So I don't know if it's ready for um, prime time yet, but I'm very hopeful that stem cells might be a good treatment. So stay tuned in the next few years for that. And because I'm getting so many questions, often when I do an open line show, almost every week I'm getting a stem cell question. I'm going to see if I can't talk to some of my orthopedic colleagues and see if they know something and maybe invite one of them on the air That'd be a good idea. to talk about joint disease and stem cells. All right. Let's uh, grab a phone call here. Elton has been waiting there. Elton, what is your question for the doctor? Hi. Good morning, Dr. Hilton. Um, uh, maybe timing's the issue, but I'm wondering for those of us who got flu shots, when they determine this strain that we are not protected from, what's the practicality of them de- developing and coming out with a booster? Absolutely perfect question, Elton. And the problem is that our technology for flu vaccines is ancient. They've been doing it the same way for decades. They they look at patterns in the southern hemisphere like Australia. They make an educated guess as to what the best um, course is, and then they make the vaccine six months ahead of when we actually need it. It's grown in a protein substance. I believe it's actually grown in eggs, um, literally in the egg whites. And that's an old technology, and it's a little bit of guesswork. We desperately, in my opinion, need a new flu vaccine. And I think that there's not a lot of motivation for 
to get that done. I don't believe that um, industry is likely going to do that because we have a successful product now that's pretty good. But as an unbiased physician who doesn't work for the industry, the drug industry, I, it's only pretty good. We need really good. And yeah. I think the way that it has to happen is through public funding of research into a better vaccine. I call on the elected officials. You need to get that done. All right. Should we grab a couple of text messages? Sure. Here? Let's do that. Um, uh, here's a question. Why does my nose run when I'm outside in the cold? It's called rhinorrhea. You know, we have a medical term for everything, including <laughs> runny nose. It's called rhinorrhea. Um, and your, your little dust particles, little, um, uh, your, your blood vessels get irritated, little allergens in the air, um, and, and, um, you're, you get blood vessels that kind of get inflamed and then the, they start to leak and then your nose starts running. In the cold also, um, your body does constriction and dilation of your blood vessels all the time. And you're, it's trying to warm up the air as it goes into your lungs. And so it warms up the air through the warm thing in your body, blood. And so that those blood vessels kind of dilate and they sort of start leaking and then it runs, 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 runs. That's, right. a, that's a short answer for that. Do we have time for another yeah, one, Yeah, let's do that. All right. Let's see. Um, I'll go through a few of these. Some of these are going to take me way too long to do, so I won't be able to get to them. There was a texture that wanted to, came in early in the show that wanted to know if there was a problem. Their, their legs felt warm. Should my, they be concerned? Good. There it is, Denny. If, if my of anything. That's from George. George, okay. thank you. And I'm not sure because it could be anything. Um, if you're, both your legs are feeling warm and it's just a new thing, um, it could be blood clots. It could be a, a vascular insufficiency. The veins are dilating at your at your um, legs, and so that that could be something. If it's just one leg, and it's warm and red and swollen, it could be infected. Also, it could be a blood clot to the deep venous thrombosis that I was talking earlier. So, if this is something new for you, I would have it go looked at by um, by your doctor. Um, here's another one. I will. It's a, a lengthy text, but I will paraphrase it. Okay. It's about um, vaginal irritation and dryness. And the, a woman in her 60s has been told to use estradiol, which is an estrogen cream for that, and wants to know what about taking that long term. That's the best treatment we have for postmenopausal women. If you have vaginal dryness, it's common. You are not alone. Like all women um, will get that. And um, topical estrogens are very, very effective and are very um, safe for most people. You don't, it's not like taking an estrogen pill. So I would strongly recommend you talk to your gynecologist or your doctor and consider it. It's not for everybody, but I think it's a great choice for many women. We have a little less than 60 seconds to go, and maybe we should remind our listeners that uh, they can probably, if they're heading to the uh, U.S. Bank Stadium for the big game today, they can see the, the HCMC right there and uh, – all we're, these beautiful buildings that are about to happen. We're across the street. It's an exciting day here in Minneapolis. We're hosting the 52nd Super Bowl right across the street from HCMC. So I want to welcome fans from Philadelphia, welcome fans from Boston and the New England area. Welcome to the bold north. We're happy to have you. If you need our help, we are there for you. And um, everybody stay uh, stay bundled up, dress in layers. Don't fall on the ice if you can help it. And next week's show is going to be about what? We're going to talk about depression, seasonal affective disorder with my good friend and psychiatrist, Dr. Eduardo Colon. For more information about upcoming shows, past shows, or to hear more, including answers to text messages, go to myhealthymatters.org. See you next week. Have a great day, everybody. 830 WCCO in the Twin Cities. A few clouds are CCO temperature reading six below zero. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.